0: You're at The Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual pub where we enjoy conversations with people who are engaged in the world of coaching.
1: Welcome to The Coaching Inn uh, and what a pleasure to have Sam Isaacson back for a return visit. Sam, new book, new job, new world. Welcome. Yes,
0: yeah, thank you so much for having me back. I really enjoyed every conversation I've had with you, and so I'm looking forward to this one as well. Um,
1: I love it.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> Sam Isaacson, Superhuman Coaching. It's just brilliant. So for those people who didn't hear our last podcast, just give us a bit of a headline about you and what you do now and where the book came from.
0: Sure, a bit about me. Well, I mean, I my full-time job is I'm Global Director of Consulting at Coach Hub, which is a big digital coaching provider, probably the biggest coaching pool in the world. Um, and alongside that, I do a lot of work across the different coaching professional bodies, particularly thinking about use of technology in coaching and what direction that might take. Um, alongside that, um, I, I write quite a lot about it, um, technology, and obviously that's what this latest book um, is about, and I, I do quite a lot of that on LinkedIn as well. So I know there'll be a question about know, where can people find you. LinkedIn is the answer. I'm kind of giving that one away now. <laughs> um, and then the, the other big role that I have in the coaching world is I'm chair of the coaching professional apprenticeship trailblazer group, which is a government uh, sponsored group of employers, of coaches, training providers and the professional bodies which developed the apprenticeship, which is now live. So, yeah, nice to be part of all of that.
1: And we were always going to have you back to talk about that, so we'll have to have you back a third time to talk yes. about that one. <laughs> Meanwhile, superhuman coaching. Mm, yes. Say more.
0: Well, um, what this came out of really was while I was writing the previous book, "How to Thrive as a Coach in a Digital World," I'd come across this concept really. Um, which was that technology is something that makes us augmented as humans. I think I probably mentioned that kind of uh, language in the previous book. Um, And what that looks like in practice is the wheel effectively gives us superpowered legs. You know, there's no difference between having superpowered legs and having the wheel and the wheel you know, increases other things. It allows you to carry more, it allows you to travel for longer distances. You know, it does lots of things which effectively are taking us as humans and making us superhuman. But we often don't perceive it that way because mm. we're just using the technology. And so we can see it isn't us. But from a third party perspective observing us, then it would feel like you're interacting with these these superhumans, you know, these these people that have, have got these powers. Um And so I didn't write about it in that book, but then I was thinking a lot of the questions that were coming up from coaches as I was going around talking about that previous book was was wanting to be quite practical. Well, you know, what technology can I use? And I thought, well, what's really behind that is making us think as coaches, you know, we always want to be better at our craft and maybe there's a way that we can kind of plug in a piece of technology and it isn't just fun or a gimmick, something shiny, it's something that actually makes us better than we would be otherwise um, and so so that's where that idea came from and I thought oh you know 10's a nice round number so I'll just come up with 10 different technologies that uh, we could think about and start to apply in our coaching and maybe change the way that we're doing it in a way that makes it better.
1: Yeah and what I love about it is that you share the ideas and then it makes me go oh yeah you could also do this.
0: Yes yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and And isn't that the best kind of coaching there is that people take it and they make it their own
0: yes and i mean i think i probably say it quite clearly in the book i'm not i haven't presented the book as these are the 10 technologies that every coach should use Mm -hmm. it's kind of 10 different sorts of technologies and all of them you can think about slightly differently and all of them i would hope you know you read the chapter and you come to the end of it and think oh i'm not going to use that but maybe i could do this other different thing which is going to fit me as a coach and my coachees better in which case that's great that's exactly what i want to happen from it so absolutely yeah.
1: so how's it selling
0: oh it's a very difficult difficult question to answer isn't it people are buying it which is nice good. i don't really know what is a high <laughs> or low number but yeah pe- people are buying it and people are reading it and they seem to be good. enjoying it so yeah it's fabulous
1: good. fabulous so you can get it on amazon uh and it's called superhuman Coaching.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So what did you learn as you were reading, writing it, Sam?
0: Um, well, just the breadth of technologies that could be used by coaches. So I think when I've gone around conferences speaking about technology in coaching, as I do, one of the questions that I often ask at the beginning, particularly on virtual conferences with the chat is just you know, check in the chat what sorts of technologies you're using as a coach. And of course, effectively every coach is using video conferencing and then some of them are using digital whiteboards some of them have got some kind of constellations tool and it might be you know an actual designed constellations tool or it might just be some a template of things to put onto a slide and that's basically it I mean Mm. some people are kind of sharing you know slides and that sort of thing but it's not there isn't a huge amount of variety in terms of what they, their typical coach is using and, and in fact you know a lot of people if you're using a digital whiteboard that puts you right at the cutting edge of the kind of coaching that you know in terms of use of technology um and so I kind of start there and in the book I talk about the importance of screen sharing that it gives you lots of options that you wouldn't have otherwise and whiteboards um but actually there's a lot of technology out there that I feel like as a coach gets me quite excited as to what You know creativity it can spark. So, what I mean I don't know how what kind of questions you're about to ask me. You know one that I really enjoy using is artwork generated by AI that's created in the moment in a coaching conversation. Where, as a coach, I have got no idea what's going to happen, and that that excites me. And then as I was writing it, then I you know was looking around what sorts of options there are, and actually there's loads of different ways that you can apply that sort of thinking across different sorts of creativity and using different kinds of technology, some of which will lend itself to different um, sorts of coaching even. then. so, um, yeah, it's been great to just, I guess, stretch my own understanding of what what could be possible. And I think the more you think about it, the more ideas you come up with.
1: Yeah. And some of it's tech and some of it's humanity, isn't it? I had a huge learning the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing a coaching demo and uh The group that I was with, they were all on site, mm. and I wasn't right so I'm the queen on the throne of their massive t v screen, and they're all sitting around and uh and they they wanted a coaching demo, so I asked the person who was willing to be coached to come a bit closer so that I felt I was with him, and he pulled his chair right up to the camera, and I went not that close <laughs> and What I realised was we don't use space virtually as well as we could. Mm. So I invited him to go kind of halfway between them and the screen. And I went back a fairly equivalent distance. Mm -hmm. And it felt so different because it felt like we had all the space in the world. Mm. And the work that we did was in this massive bigger space. And I think often it's, you know, even simple you know, simple physical things like backing off from the camera a bit or moving right out of the camera shot, which I've always done, or right to the edge of the camera shot. There, there's all sorts of fun things that we can do.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think probably the most extreme version of that, and I do write about it in the book, is using virtual reality. Yes. Because... um and I mean, I can't remember who I was saying this to the other day. We—I was having a conversation with somebody who had they, in fact, I remember who it was. Yeah, and they've done quite a lot of research into coaching technology actually a few years ago. And what we were noticing was we were talking through video, as you and I are now, and both of us happened to be sitting down. Um, and I tend to stand for video calls, and both of us were kind of hunched over our laptops, kind of talk. We're both kind of talking down to each other, uh, quite hunched over. And I was thinking, actually, you know, when when you put on a virtual reality headset, your natural thing—you don't look down to talk to somebody. You you kind of sit back and you look up, and that's what you do in a an in person coaching conversation. And just that simple physiological difference, where you're seeing things at, at a slightly larger scale, you know, you feel a bit more spacious. You yeah. tend to use your hands more. That, that's um, you know, that's got to be a positive. Thing, to just play with the physiology like that so
1: yeah, yeah I, I recorded a I was a guest on someone else's podcast today and uh I broke my office chair oh no <laughs> uh, earlier well, in the week I broke my office chair because I demonstrate I physically demonstrate in training online the kind of future focused way of coaching and what happens if we start going backwards and because I'd spun this chair so many times the top fell off nobody was injured in the doing or so so I ordered a new chair which I'm in now it's beautiful thank you LinkedIn for recommending this very wonderful chair but so this morning I've been sitting on a dining chair all week and it's been just Mm. really crippling and I and I've got a lovely armchair in the office so I thought what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring the armchair over I'm going to see if I can get my external mic close enough that instead of sitting like at the desk for the webinar, I sit in the armchair for this cosy chat. And Mm. it was amazing. Mm. The big learning is I need to find, I need to tidy up and find a way of not being face-to-face opposite because it would have felt even more normal if I'd been slightly to the side and we had been looking at each other slightly diagonally because he was kind of right in front of me on the screen and I'm right here, even though I'm like, I don't know, six, eight feet back. But again, it, sometimes we only discover things, don't we, by accidentally <laughs> breaking our chair or whatever it is?
0: <laughs> well, that is something, I mean, that happens with a lot of technology, is we discover things by accident. Yeah. You know, the things that are designed to do one thing and then they yeah. end up also doing something else or, yeah. in fact, you know, doing something completely different. That, that, that's something else. I mean, I tend to think of it in terms of virtual reality, but its it doesn't have to be. When we're doing video calls and we tend to like to feel polite and therefore we look at the person and we feel like we have to look at them all the time. And it, it's quite draining. It's quite intense for both people you know, to be watched and to be looking at the same time. And actually, when you're meeting in person, you don't do that. You look all over the place. And that's an important part of you know the way that we think. and We just give our eyes a, a rest. Um, and so and in particular in a coaching conversation, which is already quite an intense kind of setting, isn't it? I think it's nice to be conscious of that and know what to do to use the technology well.
1: Yeah. Although I would say the coach needs to keep eye contact and the thinker can do what they like. Mm-hmm. Do you know one of the things I like about your book is that your first book felt like it had a kind of impetus that's a slightly beyond where we are. Mm-hmm. And what I like about this one is it's very now.
0: Yes, yes, it's intended as pick it up. It'll have something in it that you can do yeah. today. You know, you're coaching someone this afternoon. Read the read a chapter of the book in the morning, and you'll have something to do.
1: Yeah, and that's that's beautiful. So it's so not for techies.
0: No, no, say. it's not designed. Yeah. It's not written for techies yeah. at all. It's yeah. written for coaches. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. humans, <laughs> indeed. Yes,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the what's? I know you like VR. Apart from that, which requires a little bit of confidence in tech, mm. what's your favourite? What's your favourite techie thing that, that um, that's accessible to everybody?
0: Yeah, so um, I think I mentioned it earlier. Oh well, I'll go for two. Why not? I'll bend the rules. I I really like using AI generated artwork, and I think. Um, the possibilities that it offers are something that just have never been possible before you know the closest thing that we've really had up until so 2019 before we all got forced to go into video only you'd have a physical deck of pictures yeah you know cards and you would take them into the coaching room and it would be the same pictures you'd present every time you might have a few different choices of picture card decks but you're not going to have loads so you So you're going to have this set of pictures and that i always really enjoyed doing that in person and there are um digital versions of that right? about those in the book but ai generated artwork just gives you something so new and different every time and sometimes what you create looks so abstract and difficult to understand that you're not really sure what's going to happen and it always tends out to be quite good and then every so often it creates something that you just think, oh, what has happened inside this little machine that has generated this? This such a special thing that so feels very directional. Mm. Um, and, and you know, clearly it has a level of interpretation or whatever based on its data set that is, has pushed something in a certain direction. And it is so easy to use. If you can type in the name of a website, then you're able to use that. So I really do like that. And every single time I've used it in coaching, it has generated something unpredictable and really positive. And then the second one that I'll mention, and I mention it because it's quite different, and I've used that one less, but when I do, I really like it, is the generation of soundscapes so um i i enjoy playing with that as well i mean i tend to listen to them while i'm working you know by myself it's quite nice to have an environment that i've kind of curated i want to listen to some birdsong or whatever and yeah. so i put it on but yeah using that in a coaching conversation i think you know that's something again that's just completely impossible without the technology um and so to be able to manipulate that and, you know, play around with it. I think that's a really fun thing that we can do and who knows what it could unlock. So there you go.
1: I love that because you talked about that when we were on the last podcast and Mm. I went away and got my noise.net cafe. (laughs) (laughs) And having written my first book entirely in coffee shops, Mm. uh, this one, the next one I'm writing in the office with the noise of a coffee shop so it's much cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> but I've still got that I don't know there's something about it and I I only listen I only listen to it when I'm writing. I don't listen to it at any other time so it so it's like I've gone somewhere special. Very good. I put then I, yeah. the, I put the coffee shop on and off I go.
0: Well, you know with that one in particular research has shown that when you've got the sound of conversation in the background but you can't understand it it creates more creativity in you
1: it's silly (laughs) it's amazing so I'm very grateful to you for that
0: (laughs) great you are not the only person I've recommended it to I love it
1: (laughs) yeah but it's it's about creating a different environment isn't it so there's Mm. something about so I had a conversation with somebody yesterday or the day before because my in fact I haven't got it on today because I forgot but normally when I do a podcast I've got the pub Visual behind me so that when I, if I, Mm. if I'm not hiding self view, then I can see that I'm in the pub. (sighs) And that means that I have a different conversation than when I, when it looks like I'm in the coaching room. Yeah. Because we can change our environment, can't we, without even getting to VR?
0: Yes. Yeah. And if I was talking to somebody the other day about how they, they were saying essentially what you've just said, which is, you know, I haven't got a headset, it feels like a big investment, but I would like to get some of the advantages of coaching outside while still being able to meet people remotely through video and the simple act of changing your background consciously to something that is going to shape things in the way you want them to so you can have trees behind you if you want that or in the pub or you know or or in an office so you know to give you that sense of being corporate or in a safe space or whatever so yeah it's good to think those things through you know because otherwise they get thought through by somebody who isn't a coach or don't get thought through at all in which case you don't know what's happening so
1: definitely. yeah yeah so we can really push the boundaries can't we
0: yeah well it changes it makes us into something different from what we were without it I think yeah. coaching you know coaching is a relatively basic human experience you know is basically being curious That's basically what it comes down to, you know, listen to somebody and ask some good questions and just kind of see what happens. And of course, there is skill to it. You know, I'm not taking any of that away. But I think when we find something that is an external tool that somehow enhances this natural part of being human, I think that we should be we should be getting excited about that and not feel kind of threatened that it's it's somehow taking things away because it's because it isn't human by mm. itself you know
1: mm. Mm. somebody said to me the other day you must be very lonely working from home i said but yeah. i'm talking to people all day i'm very tired
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's exhausting <laughs>
1: but not very lonely because you know people come into you know when the take when the television first came in you people would talk about the world coming into your living room wouldn't they Mm. And and actually, you know, people are coming into our offices, our home offices or wherever we are through, you know, through technology. What a joy that is for those of us for whom we feel comfortable.
0: Yeah. And um, it's well, it it opens up opportunities. I mean, when you think about the way that we use video conferencing today, I, I mean, and it's only been a couple of years, really, since it's been every single day that we're doing this. It's it's absolutely extraordinary, the sorts of things. I will talk to people in different countries around the world most days of the week now. And historically, you would just choose to not do that or you'd sort of meeting, you know, you'd physically go and travel to Paris or
1: mm. Seattle
0: or whatever. And the ability, you know, I've spoken in conferences over the last couple of years in the US and Australia and India and China, you know, and places that you would just you'd never have thought that this is a possibility to travel all of the way to Sydney to talk for 45 minutes. But actually now all you need to do is wake up early (laughs) and you're able to do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And no carbon footprint.
0: Not no carbon footprint, but but, but, a a much smaller carbon carbon footprint. Reduced. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 We've (laughs) just um, put a bid in uh, for a big public sector tender and one of the things that they've insisted is that all that everything moves to work to being everything moves to being online
0: well, and
1: we already run all of our training online um hmm. but it's interesting that that's now something that they're really you know saying it's going to be like this yeah um rather than you know it's up to you to choose
0: sure well it's, there's obvious benefits to it I mean, you know, you'll know as well as I do, you know, it's very pleasant to be with people in person. And there are certain other psychological benefits, you know, if people don't feel safe in their own house, or, you know, they just need to get out for mental Mm -hmm. health reasons. It's good Mm -hmm. to have things in person at times. But when you start to break down, what are the benefits that we're getting from meeting through video rather than in person? It clearly it costs less, it takes less time, because we're not having to travel you know you can create an easy recording of it and so you can go Mm. back and revisit the conversation you immediately have access to the entire internet in the meeting that if you were to physically go to the pub you'd think okay i'll try and remember that and then when i get back to the office then i'll send an email you know you're Mm. able to do all of that in Mm. that moment um yeah it's 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 great isn't it and you think you've got to embrace technology because it's it's not going to go away at any point So that move that we had in 2020, where everything was accelerated into, we're having to meet everything online, there's perhaps been more embracing of in-person since things have opened up a little bit more, but it's not going to go back to the point of, you know, you're working in the office, you know, most days of the week. Mm. And so to kind of, to try to rebel against it just because don't like technology, it just feels like a rod for your own back, you know, it's not actually helping anything.
1: Yeah, we'd been working online, interestingly, for several years before the pandemic mm. um, and and struggling sometimes to encourage people that it would be okay.
0: Yeah.
1: And, of course, sometimes it's not okay, is it? And sometimes people would rather have an audio phone call mm. than they would a video face-to-face and that you can, you know, there are some people I work with where I say, well, let's both go for a walk.
0: Yeah.
1: And off we go. I'm here and there somewhere else. Mm. I um I get taken to the beach by somebody in another part of the world. She sends me a message and she goes, I'm in our meeting space. <laughs> you go, if only, if yeah. <laughs> only. <laughs> and she gets the view of the sea, and I get the get the insights from her about her view of the sea, which goes back to your AI generating picture thing, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Or well, you could stick a soundscape on and listen to the waves in the background.
1: That would make me feel more in the zone, wouldn't it? Maybe I'll do that next time. <laughs> so, what are your dreams? I I know that the the that the virtual reality thing is your lovely. I know I know you love that. But in terms of something that's more attainable for people who are a bit less of early adopters, what's your dream for what might be coming up? or what might be coming next?
0: I mean, I do think the real, you'll have picked this up from the book. I really like creativity in coaching. And so I think there are certain tools. I tend to think in terms of senses. And so, you know, activating visual or auditory or some kind of sensory something, mm. using technology to just spark something like that. I would really love for coaches to read the book and to take away Oh, yeah, what else could I do? That's going to, you know, to do something new like that. So the, one of the websites that I mentioned in there, FantasyNameGenerators.com, I think that's, I think that's what it is. That it's got so many tools of just creating something random, like it creates a coat of arms or something. Why not in a coaching session, bring up a coat of arms and say to the coachee, let's generate a coat of arms for your future self. You know, you've got all it's designed to do that. So just drop some pieces onto that shield and describe to me what you're doing while you're doing it. That sounds like the sort of thing that some coach somewhere would spend forever developing and then it'll be their thing. Well, the Internet has got so much of this stuff. And that website is a great example of a niche where it loves the community that uses that website, of which I may be a part, is extremely nerdy, <laughs> have, <laughs> loves to have kind of content that it can create within a fictional world. And actually, yeah. coming up with a map for a city or a coat of arms or an, a bulletin board on some fantasy <laughs> pub somewhere, you know, Wild West tavern or something like that, mm. actually. You know, there are tools out there that people have spent a lot of time creating that are very nice and fun to use in a coaching conversation. And like I say, when you do that, you just don't know what's going to happen next because a coachee is going to interpret it all in their own way and take things in the direction that you could never predict. That's the the joy of it. So, Mm. yeah, I love anything that's um, creative. I think that as... um, over the next few years, as technology improves, there are the, the sorts of technologies I've got my particular eye on are wearables. Ah. You know, so a few years ago, we moved from a place in which nobody had a smartwatch because you know we're not geeks to a point where oh, well everyone's got one because Apple has released one. That's <laughs> what's happened basically. And so and there's a lot of people, and just for the record, I don't wear a smartwatch. I wear, wear a really boring one, it hasn't even got the date on it. Um but over the next couple of years, I think that what's going to happen is people are going to realize I'm s- storing all of this data of my heart rate, you know, once every 10 minutes over the last three years, that data has got to be useful for something. So turn that into something that can give us some kind of experience rather than just staring at the bar chart. Mm. And when that happens, I would love for coaches to be thinking, oh, how could I use that in a coaching session to kind of shift so there is a tool I don't think I wrote about this in the book actually maybe I did where you you can you attach the um a a band onto your head which is tracking your is that right what am I thinking about heart rate it's a heart rate monitor yes it will be on a band um and as you're slowing your breathing down it will change a visual on a mobile app and so what you're then doing is you're you're getting some very live feedback as to what's happening and how to change your heart rate, which is extremely difficult to notice, you know, through just putting your hand on your chest or feeling mm. your pulse because you're mm. kind of doing two things at the same time. And so something like that, where you kind of bring it to life and you change people's perspective on something, suddenly gives you the ability to lower your heart rate if you want to. (laughs) And we all have that ability, but you don't really realise that that's what you can do. And suddenly, once you've visualised it live in the moment, then you notice, oh, it's on the out breath, isn't it? Like you just don't you don't get that until you then see it and you notice that's what you're doing to influence things. So, yeah, wearables.
1: That's about people making their own meaning, isn't it? Because at the moment, without that, an expert on heart rate reduction might say, actually, what you need to do is you need to do this on the out-breath. Yes. And people will go, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But what you're describing is when you see it, well, they say seeing is believing, don't they? When you see it in that visual sense, you might go, oh, yeah, look, so, so it's just a beautiful stretch on on enabling people to make their own means.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's what coaching is. The power in coaching is that the coachee comes to the conclusion themselves, and so it yeah. doesn't matter how many times up to that point they've been told. Yeah, you know, if you don't have your email permanently open, you'll be less stressed. You know, when when they discover it for themselves, suddenly they're empowered to minimize it, and that's it's something that's so obvious. But you really kind of need to draw that conclusion for yourself in order to mm. do something about mm. it. And so, yeah, I think technology can really bring that to life for us when it's done. Wow.
1: Well. How exciting. So is there another book coming, Sam?
0: Oh, probably. Are you the, the, one, the idea that I'm just throwing around in the air for myself at the moment is, is doing something that's just focused on um, artificial intelligence as a conversation tool. Because I think there's a lot of, um, anytime it's mentioned in conversation, there's a lot of people that talk about it speculatively, but quite confidently mm. when, when the reality is actually, is quite straightforward. And so what I'd like to do is, the idea that I've got in my mind is I'll spend a little bit of the book kind of explaining the underlying technology of it so that we can actually get a grip on. Oh, OK, so, you know, behind that little screen, this is what mm-hmm. is happening. So when AI generated artwork, what it's actually doing is looking at this data set and comparing it and kind of generating this. You know, that's how it's working. And then looking at, well, what is the reality and what are the use cases for it that we could use practically today? That feels like. Feels like a resource that would be helpful for coaching.
1: Amazing, moment, so. amazing! So you're always ahead of the game, and it's always a delight to speak to you, Sam. Thank well, that's no, so,
0: so great to reconnect. So you know, yeah. lovely to talk about this stuff.
1: And we'll have you back one day to talk about apprenticeships
0: yeah before the next change comes out from government and it's yeah something different
1: yeah yeah so thank you so much people can contact you on linkedin and i'll put the connection in the show notes and sam's book is called superhuman coaching yes thank you for coming
0: thank you so much for having me it's great to be here
1: bye bye everyone
0: if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, we'd love you to share the podcast with a friend or leave a comment on social media. And if you'd like to become a regular at The Coaching Inn, you can subscribe on Podbean and all major podcast channels. We look forward to welcoming you next time. You've been listening to The Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual pub. For more information, check out 3dcoaching.com.